Congratulations. Victoria's housing market has rebounded strongly this year. Hammers were falling once again. Buy numbers per option are actually up on last year. Rates, of course, on hold again at 0.25%. National house prices were still rising. A man's home is his castle. And today, it goes under the hammer. Welcome to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664 715. And welcome to Under the Hammer. I'm Jane Yield and I am joined once again by Stavros Ambazidis, one of the three company directors at O'Brien Real Estate. He owns three O'Brien offices. He's one of the best auctioneers in the state and he dabbles a little in property investment himself. And Stav, here we are again. This podcast started in Melbourne's lockdown last year. Thanks, of course, to our wonderful sponsors, Direct Connect. And I don't know, I've got this little nervous feeling as we sit in this studio today that change is afoot. We've got 13 outbreaks. We're speaking on a Wednesday around midday in Melbourne. And I'm guessing things will rapidly change for you this week as coronavirus once again has an impact. As as it uh, pokes its head out again, mm. I think there will be some changes, and it's almost like we can feel it. Um, you know, just something is in the air. Uh, coming here to the studios uh, in in Melbourne, uh, and coming from South Yarra down Turak Road, you could just see people were on a mission. There were there was a lot of suitcases. There were a lot of people getting into Ubers and taxis, and people were rushing, getting um, out. <laughs> yeah, to get to get the final things done that they needed. The supermarket uh, in South Yarra in uh, Woolies there was absolutely packed. Um, so um, you can almost feel something's about to happen. But there's more than that. Um, I've already uh, today been inundated. I do another radio show every Wednesday morning, and and during that radio show, I was inundated by SMSs. And um, it was a lot of the auctions from the weekend. A lot of people want to bring them forward to today. So from two o'clock today, yes, it is about midday right now. From two o'clock today, I'll be calling all, you know our Saturday auctions that have been brought forward. And the great thing, people ask me, how are you going to do that? And it's I was be- going to say, how do you suddenly get people to skip work and suddenly come to yeah, an auction? <laughs> it, it's quite interesting because in Melbourne in particular, it's not in every state and every capital city, but I know Sydney has the same sort of... Um, system, we do have a lot of uh, buyer advocates that represent buyers. So that's their job. So that is a nine to five. Actually, there's no real estate job that's nine to five, but yeah. they're, they're professional. So that's their job. So those um, representatives will be at the auctions. Now, some of the buyers may not be able to be there, but we do have, uh, we've learned through COVID that we can use Zoom, uh, phone bidding and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, so we start at two o'clock at, and my first auction is going to be um, on uh, in Edithvale down at Donald Grove, which is quite extraordinary. Now you can see that I'm in chinos and an open shirt and a sports jacket. So I'll be doing my auctions like this because uh, it's been thrown on me um, as yeah that that quick. So I don't usually oh. get dressed up in a suit on a Wednesday when I'm doing podcasts with you. <laughs> okay, you might need to keep the uh, suit in the back of the car yeah. from now on. So look, wow, things change that quickly. But I guess people aren't just deciding on a Friday afternoon they're going to go and bid for a property at auction. They have been planning to do this and I guess a couple of days notice is is not too much of a dramatic change. No, and people are understanding because they can actually adapt quickly, you know, based on the situation that's happening. But a lot of people uh, don't understand that, you know, just because a property's been on the market for two or three weeks, it doesn't mean the buyer's been on the market for two or three weeks. Some of our buyers, and a lot of them, you know, will probably understand what I'm saying, have been on the market for two, three, four months. So it, it's irrelevant, and I say this to, to vendors or sellers, you know, it doesn't matter how long you've been on the market, just because you got an offer in the first week, 
they and a lot of vendors say, you know what, I've got an offer in the first week. I wonder what I'm going to get by the third week. But it doesn't matter how long you've been on the market. How long has the buyer been on the market? And the other great thing about, you know, there's a, times are changing. COVID's introduced a lot of good things. One is that we register our buyers now. So because everyone's registered, we know who to contact. It's a little bit like contact tracing. We know where to yeah. go. So <laughs> we contact all our buyers. We put it on all our uh, mediums to say that the auction's been brought forward um, and people do contact you. Auctions are like a fishbowl, though. As agents, we can't see out of the fishbowl, so we don't know who's looking at us. But it's amazing a change you make on the net, on realestate.com or domain. Everyone can see in the fishbowl, but we can't see out. They've, all the new apps have adapted, too. So every time we make a change, a price change or a text change or any type of change on the actual listing on the net, people that have it as an alert get notified. Yeah, okay. Okay, so it's not as if um, no, you know, no one's uh, going to know about it. So we've already got four registered bidders for our first auction at 2 o'clock, mm. and from there, and then I've got another one that I'm doing uh, in St Andrews in Brighton. So I've got a full day today. And the market still seems in Melbourne and right across the country, we're going to get to some of your stats later, mm. but it does seem to be there is no holding back that demand. And I get no. that feeling, especially with, you know, perhaps another lockdown on the cards for Melbournians. Like mm. if you have been desperate to get that house, you might just pay overs today and this week to just get it finalised before things change in the next couple of weeks. We're also going to this episode talk a little bit about the declining rents in the Melbourne mm. CBD and perhaps what that means for property managers, you know, perhaps you've got some advice about how you deal with, of course, your client being the Mm -hmm. rental provider. Have I got that right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Uh, And people looking for good value. So there's an article I want to uh, discuss with you in just a moment, Stav. I wanted to just say thank you to everyone who sent feedback about our last episode with Kylie Walsh, who, of course, after a really successful career in real estate and at the top of the tree in Sydney, has taken the plunge to form her own business, Regrowth. We spoke to Kylie last episode and I got so many people just saying, wow, so great to hear from Mm. someone at Kylie's level in the industry, just admitting that, hmm, you know, looking back, perhaps there were things I could do differently. So I would definitely recommend if you haven't heard that one, go back to episode 31. And thanks to Alana Miller from Sydney, who emailed us via podcast at sen.com.au to say, I've always admired, admired Kylie's career and to hear her talk so openly about the downside of not taking time out and de-stressing was a real wake-up call, especially as a young agent. I've taken pride in saying my phone is always on, but it's something I'm going to start consciously trying to move away from now, at least for a few hours a week. Thanks. Really enjoying the show. So, Alana, thank you so much for your email. Stav, have you been switching off the phone a little more after hearing Kylie's story? (laughs) Definitely. And look, when I'm at work, I'm at work. When I'm off work, I'm off work. And no no good conversations really happen after a certain amount of time uh, in the evening, like say seven o'clock. And I have a rule that, you know, if uh, team members ring me after seven, um, I won't pick up because nothing good comes out of it. They might be emotionally charged about something that's happened. um, And it's always good to park anger aside or emotion aside and deal with it in the morning. It's like writing an email. Many of us have heard that you write an, uh, an angry email at night, but wait and park it park it till the morning. Save that draft. <laughs> yeah. And then you always reread it in the morning and you change your expression and your tonality. And I, and I, I do that. Phones are an, ex, an extension of everyone's 
um, body at the moment, but I do believe in, and we just spoke about it with Kylie, that these things were supposed to connect us and they've actually disconnected us. Um, so it's important to, to deal with the people um, that you've got in front of you and give them your full attention. So I actually do put my phone aside um, mm. quite easily. So. so, and you're not tempted as a boss and, you know, like something's happened, someone's called you and you want a result. Like at 7.30, you're not thinking less of a staff member if they're not picking up. You're just not making the call, are you? No, I'll actually message them. I'll SMS them mm-hmm. if it is urgent. If it can't wait till the morning, I'll actually just SMS them. I won't deal with it there and then. There's no, there's no necessity to do that. They're with their families and it could actually change the emotion uh, or the dynamics or the chemistry while they're at home with their family. That's their time. And we've all got to understand that. It hasn't, it hasn't impacted our business in any way except for upwards and more mm. positive. So people see um, me leading that way and it actually attracts like people to me. Yeah, I think there is a real thing now with, you know, the culture of a workplace. Mm. And I think we're really starting to leave some of those behaviours behind, aren't we? Now that we, Mm. you know, obviously sexual harassment is not okay. Obviously bullying is not okay. But that next level, I think, will be that constant demand for you to be on Mm. the job. I think that's definitely starting to be more apparent to workplaces that if you want to keep great staff... You have to give them a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't work on being a workaholic. You've got to work at uh, ruthless efficiencies, which I've discussed with yeah. you before. It's about, uh, and I loved what Kylie said, she called it an efficiency audit. So, you know, I've implemented that into my business. I, the first thing I did was go and, um, and because Kylie mentioned all the subs, all the subscriptions that you're not using, get rid of them. So mm. I did. I actually went back and- Oh, wow. Uh, You've yeah, done your audit. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> so because I'm living in South Yarra, I still had a gym membership, for example, down on the peninsula. I don't use it, you know? So there's a whole series of things. And I, I, I got my uh, accounts laid and I said, okay, what aren't we using? What do we need to use? And is there any systems um, that are actually, we're using two systems for one job? You know, you, you can't do that. You, you don't want to be spinning your wheels in the gravel anymore. You've got to have ruthless efficiencies. Well, that's actually interesting in a, in a, you know, a media company, everyone reads the daily papers online. I was scrounging around going, anyone got any newspapers for my wood fire that I now need to, you know, light every couple of days? No one gets the papers anymore because no one was reading them. They were just ending up in the bin. So Mm. why have two things doing what one can do, which is a digital subscription? So where am I going to get my newspapers for the open fire stuff? (laughs) Get some jiffies or some firelighters. Uh, and before we get into this article, I want to discuss the Rise Conference. You yes. had just attended that. So just quickly, for, for people in the industry who maybe didn't attend, for people who will look at it next year and go, oh, that sounds great. What was the conference kind of focused on and what did you take out of it? Wow. Well, I know you mentioned the word quickly. I don't know how quick <laughs> I can dis- discuss this, but... First, I'd like to start with Chris Hanley. I'd like to commend Chris. Who's been on the show before. Twice. Yes. We've had him twice. And I think both times he was probably one of the um, highest listened uh, people on our podcast. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to commend Chris uh, for putting all this together and, and being the glue for this. But And secondly, I'd like to thank all the amazing speakers we had. So we, I'll just mention some speakers. We had Lane Beachley, Tom Panos, uh, one of my favourites, uh, Ben Crow. Um, you know, just amazing. And some of the feedback was just impressive. So it was a lot to do with um, having gratitude, mindfulness and empathy, um, which uh, is probably a snippet from the Resilience Project from mm. Hugh. But Lane Beachley, some of the really good things. One thing I loved about Lane, she said, um, 
What's one thing you're willing to chance to win in love? She believes, you know, in in finding something you love. Um, Accept where you are in life and then embrace it. Uh, Being excited uh, for the uh, unknown. Uh, She loves to be, because being an eight-time world champion, she said, you've got to be excited for the unknown, not scared. Uh, Tom Panos, um, again, you know, he was, uh, for those that don't know Tom Panos, he's one of the leading um, real estate speakers in Australia. And he's actually the MC for the ARIC conference, which is coming up this weekend, which is the Australian Real Estate Conference, biggest conference in Australia for real estate agents. Um, hopefully they don't shut the borders and we can all get up there. Uh, but we've got some good speakers there. But he believes in uh, build a tribe uh, that has your vibe. And I live by that. When you meet my team, it's build a tribe that, you know, that has your vibe. Um, looking at the at the same picture with different perspective on that picture. Um, participate in the solution. He really, you know, banged on about that. I can't use the word he used here, but he said, eat well, exercise, socialize, and delete all the idiots, he used a different <laughs> word, in your life. But my favorite, Jane, was Ben Crow. I got so much out of Ben Crow. You know, he said, um, you've got to have change your mindset on everything. And if you change your mindset, you will have a great life. If you can accept what you can't control, you'll have a better life. But if you can't accept it, you'll suffer. But one thing that I changed in my vocabulary was, um, he said, you know, have a, have a, I get to attitude, not, um, I've got to. And what he meant by that is, uh, for all the fathers out there, if you, if you have to, um, take your kids to sport, instead of saying, you know, I've got to take my son to, to football this weekend, uh, mm. for Auskick, he said, no, no, I get to take my son. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, instead of me saying, I've got to go and see my mum because I've got to deliver something to her. I get to see my mum. Wow. So one little one letter, word, the one e, word. the O. Yeah. Is... He removed that. And, uh. and now in, 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 uh, the people that were at the rise conference, I've seen a change in them where they say, I get to, you know, spend time with, you know, my vendor. I get to, it's like, I've got to go and see that tenant. I've got to go see that landlord. Yeah. Um, you know, we, he just changed everything. He, he talked about, um, it's your decisions, not your conditions that defines you. So a lot of people say, you know what, I grew up, um, in a very low socioeconomic, um, environment and it was really tough for me because I, I didn't go to a grammar school and I didn't do this. And I, and he said, no, 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 it's got nothing to do with that. He's worked out, um, in his studies that it's your decisions, not your conditions that define you. And, and that for me just hit home. And he talked about darkest time unlocks uh, the best in you, but he really focused on your three mindsets, connection. We are all wired for connection, right? We're all wired for connection. So let's connect, not disconnect. Uh, connect in, in self before others though. So you must connect in yourself before others. You know, who am I? You know, we've really got to dwell deep on who, who are we, our purpose, why we do what we do. Um, mindset, skill set versus mindset. But one thing I loved about what the Rice Conference brought is we had a series of people in, in our business, in the real estate world, that got together after this conference and said, you know what, we want to build a new chapter. We have all these um, councils, like your property management council, your, um, you know, directorship. Body, you yeah, think, all the governing yeah. bodies. And a group of us have come together to build a new um, sort of uh, council, you could say, uh, that's going to be more in line with being a dream manager. You know, we want to be interested in people, not interesting. Yeah. So we want to look at a mirror and and reflect rather than look at a window outside a window and say, I blame that, 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 and that for happening. So that's very interesting what I just said to you. Mm. You've got to be interested, not interesting. So when someone um, 
you meet, instead of talking about self all the time, it's important to, you know, be interested in them. And when you're interested in someone else, it's amazing what you get out of them instead of talking about the the I. And, and I found that was just fascinating. So we've started this new project. I don't know what it's going to look like yet, Jane, but wow. it's going to be a dream manager uh, project where we, we want to talk about mindfulness and, and mindset. We want to have empathy, gratitude. Uh, they're going to be the, the pillars, I suppose, that we're working on. Um, but... Um, Celebrate imperfections. That was another thing Ben Crow talked about, uh, and that's how we connect. You know, we we always talk about having best business practice. Well, that's impossible, right? Doesn't exist. Perfect doesn't yeah. exist. So let's talk at imperfections. I mean, I look at my beloved tigers, right? And they're made <laughs> up of a team of diversity. Yeah, that makes a, a great team. So it's so important to to celebrate your imperfections. We're not perfect, you know. Um, you know, accept uh, that. You know, accept things that you can't control uh, or suffer. I think that's really interesting because yeah. I've been listening to so many podcasts and, you know, hearing people like Kylie speak on yeah. our last episode, it's like, well, you know, no one can control what's about to happen here in Victoria. You've been no. through the roller coaster no, as an agent. So worrying about what's going to happen on Saturday this week or the next week or, you know, property managers and agents can just put themselves into a spiral of yeah. anxiety. And that's what suffering means. Yes. Suffering means that you're, you're going to have anxiety. You're going, yeah. to, you're going to have worry. Um, but the number one thing. Here we go. Drum com- Communication is a change of info, but connection is a, a, an exchange of humanity. And that's what I loved. Communication is a change of information, but connection is an exchange of humanity. And that's why I love to connect with people. Um, and uh, I love to hear people's stories. Uh, and Ben said, you know, it's not their life story, it's just their story. Mm. So I, I like to hear people's stories, and it makes me a better person. So, yeah, there was so much we got out of the RISE conference, and I'd, I'd really encourage everyone, um, and I'd love you to be there next year. Oh, so love I'll, I'll to get go. you it a ticket to come. Very inspiring. Um, yeah, but it was really good, and it was good for the industry. Yeah, so and there you go. what I think we are hearing now more and more, so it doesn't matter if it's real estate or any other mm. industry, is that focus on actually being a good person, the sort of person someone wants to work with, looking after yourself before you try and fix everyone else mm. in your team, and that diversity factor of yeah, like yeah. everyone's got their strengths, people have their weaknesses, but together as a whole – you can actually really mm. form a really strong team. So Yeah, you can. And life is tough, right? So life's tough. So we don't have to have scoreboards. And my father passed away from MND about five years ago. And yeah. I remember some of his final wise words. And he said, Stavros, you're a very kind person. Never change who you are. If someone takes advantage of you, shame on them, not shame on you. Yeah. But don't let that define you. So never change who you are. It's shame on them, not shame on you. And one thing I've learned over time is that I can't change anyone, but when I change me, it's amazing. Yeah, amazing the change that the, surrounds yeah, you. Wow. Yeah. So that was one of the – my dad said that to me in the final week of his oh. life. So there you go. I'll never forget that. Oh, very inspiring yeah. stuff. And, of course, this show is all about trying to inspire you, especially yeah. if you're working in the cut yeah. and thrust of real estate at the moment. And we are here thanks to, under, uh, thanks to Direct Connect. Direct Connect, of course, makes moving easy. They connect the services like the electricity, the gas, and all of those things that can sometimes fall on down the list uh, for people moving. But more importantly, 
They can help you as an agency. If you're a property manager, you need that little bit of extra help. You can use Direct Connect. Call the team on 1300 664 715 to see how they can benefit you and your team. Or you can jump on the website, head to directconnect.com.au. Stav, I wanted to quickly um, chat to you about this article that I noticed popping up in The Age last week. This was written by Rachel Dextra in The Age, uh, published on the 15th of May, with the headline, I'd be crazy not to move. Melbourne tenants upgrade as apartment rents fall to 2010 prices. I found this interesting because, of course, it's all been about the up, 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 upward mm. movement of demand for property ownership and the rental side of things is a completely different story. So the article actually profiles a 32-year-old university lecturer, Gary Dixon, who was paying $245 a week in a share house in Carlton, which if you're listening from outside of Melbourne, uh, pretty much in a sort of city, hmm. sort of, it's just on the fringe of the CBD, uh, battling for space with two housemates, working from home and extended lockdown last year. He didn't think he could afford his own place, thought he'd have to pay around 420 a week for a one one bedroom uh, unit or an apartment has now been able to get a two bedroom place for three hundred and fifty dollars in the inner city. The article uh, goes on to say it's a silver lining for people outside the surging housing market for those able to and willing to live in the inner city. Apartment rental asking prices have fallen to two thousand and ten prices. This is according to Dr. Nicola Powell, Senior Research Analyst at Domain. They've also fallen $110 on average from the same time last year. The CBD very much remains a tenant's market and I think the tenants have the power to negotiate and they may be able to afford a better location and larger property. So let's have a look at this from the perspective of a property manager. How would you go about it if suddenly you've got people going, um, want to break my lease or I want to get out of here? You know, you thought you had a long-term tenant for your rental provider who, of course, needs that tenant to make the investment worthwhile, that people are trying to do hard bargains with property managers. Like, what's your spin on all of this? Look, it is a it, it is very area-specific. Uh, and this article is based on Carlton. And for those that know Carlton or don't know Carlton from outside of Melbourne, it's a very popular, funky area. Um, it's a university area too. So the, with the decline of uh, students coming in, so there is a lot more property there. So it is based on supply and demand. And, and Carlton obviously is very popular and famous, made a few cameos in the Underbelly series. Yes. <laughs> so it is a very great little pocket, um, great restaurants. What's happened though is that it is based on supply and demand. You can upgrade at the moment, and it's happening all the time. We used to call um, this word I'm about to use is we used to have to ring and you know condition our uh, our landlords in the past or our rental providers now, uh, where we now call it counsel. We have to ring them and and, and give them a bit of counsel and and education. So let's just do the role play here. I'm, yeah. I'm the owner of, you know, I've got five apartments in a, a building in the CBD of Melbourne. Stav's mm -hmm. just giving me, g'day Stav. Yep. No, nah, I want to keep the rent at 420 a week. No, nah, that's it. No, nah, that's what I need to make this worthwhile. What are you going to say to me? Well, firstly, I'd try and get you, um, get an emotional connection firstly, to get you to understand, to be in that position if you're a tenant. Now, do you want to help lease other properties, Jane? No, be I would like mine to be leased, please. By, with a by, having a, by having a specific price and, and having an escalator price that you've got, 
all you're doing is helping others lease their properties. Because what a tenant will do is they'll they'll go in and have a look at these all these apartments are the same and same, uh, a very similar location. It, it comes down to what floor you're on, but it does come down to economics, especially for the clientele that you're looking for. Because a lot of these people are uh, predominantly younger people. Uh, they're either at school, TAFE, university, or they're working a, a job on Ligon Street. So what actually is the main um, criteria for them is finance. So all, we, all you're doing, Jane, is that you're keeping your property unleased and helping others lease. But the other thing, the other thing you're actually doing also is every week that you keep it unoccupied, say it's $450 a week, you're trying to get an extra $20 more than you should. How does that work out when you do the sums and it's vacant for maybe four weeks or five weeks? So it just doesn't make good economic sense. So I try and find, um, yeah, every situation is different with our landlords uh, or our rental providers. So we've got to really give them the right pitch and find out what their situation is, what's their need as well. Um, but I can see right now people are moving from a one-bedroom apartment in a, in a block of units or apartments, and they're moving up several floors to a two-bedroom for similar pricing. So we've got to be able to quickly adapt and uh, and move because if you don't, you'll get left behind. And that's what I'm telling our rental providers. But that's only area-specific, remember. Mm. It's not that's not the case in other suburbs at all. Well, the article actually went on to say don't expect the value to extend uh, beyond the city fringes. Mm. There's a less than 1% vacancy rate in places like the Mornington Peninsula down on the coast, mm-hmm. Yarra Ranges, Cardinia, Nilimbuk, Macedon Ranges and Maruda and in the city south east, which, you know, those big growth areas, there is also less than 1% vacancy rate. So you're right, it's very specific, mm. isn't it? So the property managers in the outer suburbs and some of those other lifestyle areas are just battling to find properties for anyone to actually rent. Yeah, and this is this is true. Um, there's a situation and a good case study that we can go down on in Carrum Downs where a property was leased for four ten. Uh, the the uh, renters left. Uh, the property became vacant. The rental providers decided to put it up to four fifty, which they did. Mm-hmm. It's only forty dollars that they put it up. There was such a um, the open for inspection was inundated by potential uh, renters. The lowest application came in at four seventy five. Now remember, the asking price was four fifty, yet the lowest application came in at four seventy five. Now, why are renters doing this? Because they're desperate. <laughs> they're missing out on properties, and as agents, it's illegal for us to do an auction for uh, for rental properties. That's not allowed. That's taboo. But what if someone offers that? Like you're saying, the application came in. I have done this. Mm. This is how I secured my last rental in a really tight market. We're talking seven years ago now in the Melbourne outer eastern suburbs. We actually just said, I am willing to pay. I think we paid four months in advance Mm -hmm. and we upped the price by at least $25. Are you still allowed to do that? Like if you're not asking me, look, Joan, if you really want to uh, be successful with this application, you're not soliciting that. Is it actually illegal for you to accept an offer that a, a you know renter has made, even if you didn't ask for the price to be up? No, it's it's not illegal to accept an offer from, from a renter. It's not illegal because they're doing it off their own bat. It's not that you're actually asking right. them to do it and you're not enticing them to do it. It can't be seen that you're actually enticing a renter to do that and put him in a precarious um, position. Mm. Not allowed. That's uh, against our code of ethics. Uh, but one thing that has changed with the new reforms is we can't accept those one-year 
um, upfront rentals anymore. You know, payment of 12 months rental mm. or six months rent. We can't do that anymore. It's n- part of the new reforms. Uh, but you can do three months, okay, if the renter, uh, you know, offers. offers that. Only if they offer that. Yeah. Uh, and you can accept more if the renter offers that. So in this case, it was four fifty, uh, and there was five applications. The lowest was four seventy five. The highest was five hundred. Again, the ven- uh, the landlord or the rental provider, you know, they didn't take the highest offer. We still uh, we still went back and did all the relevant checks. We had a look at um, what was best for their situation. The security of the person yep. wanting to rent. And yeah, then, of course, yeah. of course. Okay. And it came down to, it had nothing to do with age because we can't be ageist, mm-hmm. uh, but it came down to the security um, because part of the reforms as well is it's not as easy now um, to serve the notices that we used to. So it's a lot more difficult. Um, to actually get a tenant, uh, um, a renter out of the property. So you want someone who's got a really good track record, who's got a really um, good, established, reliable income. Is it okay for me to say, okay, you've just um, advertised it for a six-month lease, Mm -hmm. I'm willing to sign a two-year lease? I've done that Um, in the past too. (laughs) Yeah, so it's not often they'll ask for a six-month lease. Most people, if they ask for uh, a six-month lease, what happens there is, there's a reason for it because they'll move right. back in. So sure. the rental provider is looking at moving back in. Um, so that's the only time. It's always about a 12-month lease. We always ask for 12 months. Mm-hmm. But if you want to give us a two-year lease, that puts you in a in a stronger uh, position because I know my vacancy rate is going to be a lot less. Mm. Okay. Mm. So it, it comes down to the... It comes down to the rental provider's decision, though. Ultimately, it's all their decision. All we can do is provide the information. So when I give the files to my uh, – and everything's done online now, so it gives you um, comparison with mm. all the renters. So, you know, uh, renter one, renter two, renter three, and it actually – so you can actually look now on the new applications that we have in this uh, in this space where you can actually compare the pair mm. uh, or compare five of them in, in a row, and you can see how many – how many uh, occupants, um, you know, how many cars, how many, uh, you know, just dogs, everything. Dogs, cats and budgies. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> dogs, cats and cats and budgies are part of the family these days. Okay. It's more accepted now. It's yes, not, it is. It's yeah. actually not, uh, it's not knocked back because I'm a, land, uh, a rental provider. Yeah. But I've got two cats and a dog as well that live with me. Yeah. And we love our animals. Yeah. So we're very um, sympathetic to that. So... People don't get knocked back for that anymore. Um, what they do get knocked back is, you know, if they're looking at paying, say, $500 a week rent, but your income is only $700 a week, mm. well, how's it going to work? Yeah. Things have changed. Yeah. And any just last minute advice, though, for property managers to deal with the stress of that when you've got an inspection and you've got 30 desperate people coming through, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot to take on board, isn't it? It must be really hard to maintain that oh, really man. ethical mindset it to is. not bend to the possible, here, we'll slip you a bit of extra. Yeah, that's right. So the biggest thing that I say to my team, I use, uh, there's a word that I use, I use the C word. There's a lot of C words out there, you know, commitment and so on. And yeah. But I use composure to everyone in our industry. If you can have composure and not be rattled or speed wobbled by the mob of people that are coming towards you, that is what success looks like. So what I mean by that is, you know, I look at Roger Federer, and he's composed. Everything's in slow motion with him. Everything will get done. 
And I say that to everyone, even to my team, everything will get done. Just do it in your time. Make sure you do it diligently. Um, you know, don't waste time uh, and make sure and everything gets done. So instead of things getting done now in a day, it might take two days, but it yeah. will get done. Yeah. It's like all this water coming out of this dam, yeah. it's got to go through a pipe, yeah. right? And it's a small pipe. Yeah. You know what? The water will eventually get through. Yeah. It just takes time. What you don't want is to not have composure and be rattled and that actually wastes time. You get all flustered by yeah, it. Yeah, oh, that wastes time. Yeah, okay. And then you need to take a day off. Um, you need downtime because, you know, for all sorts of mental reasons. So make sure you're composed. Composure for me is the number one attribute you can have. Well, Stav, I hope as you rush to the auction that is in <laughs> less than an hour and a half that yeah. has been moved forward from Saturday, you are composed, you yeah. are calm, it will happen. And all the best for the yeah. next uh, couple of weeks. We're going to be chatting in another yeah. two weeks' time. And look, hopefully by then, us Melbournians yeah. aren't going to be looking down the barrel of another a lockdown. No, that's but right. Yeah. And for everyone going to that conference you mentioned on the weekend, hopefully I there. hope we can get there, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, just some a piece of advice there. You know, I haven't seen this property yeah. um, that I'm going to, about to auction today because I would have done that in the next couple of days. Yes. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't got any information on it yet. I don't know what the reserve is, but how many bidders we have. I know nothing, right? But it's important. If you can believe in your process, you will win. So it's all about the process. So for me, it's all, you know, I'm going to get there. I'll be handed a sheet and it's an instructions form, but I have a backbone of how I do my auctions. Mm -hmm. Yes, I dance to the music that's playing. You know, if it's dancing uh, jazz out there, uh, if the music's jazz, I don't dance rock and roll. So you do have to adapt to the people that are in front of you. But you know what? It's okay. Mm. You know, follow the process. Don't get rattled. So as soon as I walk in, Kimberly's going to pass me um, the instructions forms on the first one. And, and then I've got to go to Brighton, you know, to see Rob, <laughs> Rob at Brighton. And, uh, and again, I haven't seen that property either, but it's okay. I'm there to add up the numbers and facilitate the best result. Well, hopefully the traffic's going to be good for you because a lot of people chose to stay home in Melbourne today, which is actually really good Great. to see. So all the best. And, of course, thank you to our show supporters, Direct Connect. They can make moving easy for you. And even better, if you're an agent, you're running an agency, if you're a property manager, Direct Connect can help you out, especially in times like these when everyone needs to find that extra few minutes in a day. Call the team at Direct Connect on 1300 664 to see how they can benefit you and your team. You can also find plenty of information online, directconnect.com.au or ask one of your agent friends or a property manager friend, someone like Stav, who's used Direct Connect. And Kylie Walsh last week was raving about Direct Connect and just to see what it can do for your business. If you've got a question or some feedback that you would like to send to us, you can email it through to podcasts at sen.com.au and we will talk to you in a couple of weeks on Under the Hammer. Thanks for listening to Under the Hammer for Direct Connect. Direct Connect is a free service making moving easy for you. Call them today on 1300 664 715. It's Shana Blaze here. Join me on my podcast, Homestyle. We provide the ideas and inspiration you need for your home, DIY design projects and expert advice. Red Energy's podcast lifestyle series, available from wherever you get your podcasts and the SEN app.